The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, we've got Yusuf Al-Tuki on the line with us here. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Now, you have established a cryptocurrency called Ycoin. So how would you describe your cryptocurrency, if that's even a legitimate question about it? Uh, so I'll have two separate answers. So um, one will be for people who understand cryptocurrency more. It'll be brief. Yeah. But um, basically what my coin is, it's a transfer and payment coin used as you know, a general currency. But one special key defining trait of it is uh, it uses something called democratic governance. So what that is, is in cryptocurrency, you're able to vote for blockchain changes, kind of like how you're voting for president in a, in a you know, in an election. Yeah. But the thing is, with governance in cryptocurrencies, uh, it isn't democratic. The structure they use is basically, depending on how much coins you have, dictators, they, they dictate how much voting power you have. Yeah. So you can have like one person has like a million coins and his voting power will be higher than someone's less coins. Mm, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is with my currency, I'm trying to implement uh, something called democratic governance. We're trying to bring in, uh, you know, democratic structure into the cryptocurrency space so everyone has an equal voting share. Yeah. And what actually is a blockchain change then for somebody like me who knows absolutely nothing about (laughs) cryptocurrencies and how they work? Mm -hmm. Okay, so a blockchain basically is uh, a a bunch of nodes which are like they process transactions and uh, a block is basically like a, a bunch of data, which are they're called hashes. And each hash is like a string of transaction and a certain amount of transactions make a block. Mm-hmm. And in each block, it can hold, a, like it's depending on how, what currency can hold a certain amount of transactions in each block. And the blockchain is basically like an online decentralized uh, structure for uh, transferring coins in a cryptocurrency. So instead of like your typical... Um, servers where you just have one main server and you like like let's say for paypal and that server handles payments and stuff you have multiple computers spread around the world which are interconnected with which with each other to process payments yeah that's certainly interesting and there are so many cryptocurrencies that people have set up aren't there so oh, yeah. why is yours better than all the other ones i guess you've laid out the main idea which is the democracy side but is there anything else 
else that sets it apart? So uh, with, with my structure, democratic governance, there isn't any other coin doing this on the market. But then there's also many other uh, enticing things to, uh, come with my coin compared to others. Uh, for instance, we have a wallet application coming soon called The Hub. And the, what The Hub will allow is something called easier transfers. Mm-hmm. And what that is is in cryptocurrency, if some people will be familiar, is if you want to send someone coins, you have to copy and paste a long, complex uh, transaction, your wallet, um, your wallet number. To be your 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 wallet address. So basically, what that is would be like one de blah blah blah. It's like a long uh, numerical uh, sequence, and you can't remember that. I mean, maybe some people can. We have to copy and paste that. It's not customizable. What mm-hmm. I'm doing is I'm doing uh, usernames like Instagram or any other social media platform, and you're able to send coins between each other using usernames. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And why have you called it Y Coin? Was it just a random letter? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. And how did you get interested in cryptocurrency? Because it seems like you have to have a certain brain, maybe. You have to be very Mm -hmm. smart to create your own cryptocurrency. I mean, not necessarily. To create your own cryptocurrency is incredibly easy. Like, you can Mm. uh, copy and paste a default contract, and you see there's a lot of these garbage coins that are out there. Like, they have no purpose. They're just, they launch a coin. They're trying to, you know, get as much money out of it. The real hard thing is making a coin something unique, like uh, Mm. coding the coin with some unique aspects to it creating the coin is the easiest part uh customizing the coin marketing it that's the hardest part of the coin but um how i got into it was um so i was always an investment in stocks and all this stuff uh, from a very long time ago and then um i transitioned more over to cryptocurrency and around uh so that i was like in stock in 2016 i heard of the concept of bitcoin and it's like oh like so you have a a bunch of miners and they validate the network and they get paid in uh, coins. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it's a completely decentralized uh, currency, similar to any country's currency, but uh, there's no central authority. I'm like, you know what? That's a pretty cool idea. And then in 2017, everything went up and like, you know what? I, I got to get involved in this. I waited a bit. 2018, I started buying some currencies. And then, um, uh, yeah, I got involved in investing in cryptocurrency. And then I told myself, you know, I'm really the type of person to like to go out and create something. I'm not really the type of person to sit back and invest in them. Like even with stocks, I mean, I, w- I would love to open a publicly traded company, but there's like certain requirements and it's pretty hard. I'm like, you know what, with crypto, it's so much easier. Why don't I do it? So then I'm like, okay, I, I want to create a coin. And I kept thinking, like, what is something that's missing in the cryptocurrency space? And then, yeah, I came up with, with the idea of democratic governance. Yeah. Is there a lot of money in creating a crypto? currency then it greatly depends right yeah. um so you have some people who create something called meme coins which these are coins without any purpose you probably heard of them, like doge shiba inu etc mm. and these coins are just mainly pump and dumps which the pump the coin pumps up in price dumps and then that's the end of the coin's life uh, and then those coins make a great amount of money because they don't spend any money in any development. They just launch the coin. They, the money goes up and sometimes they, the developers actually scam people and they remove all the money. But uh, with utility projects, the money doesn't really come flowing in until uh, later on because I've made uh, um, like pretty good, pretty good money from uh, my cryptocurrency. But I've pretty much reinvested all of that back into the, the project like with developing the, the uh, wallet application. Yeah. And even though there's so many cryptocurrencies... I can only really think of one, which is Bitcoin, that everybody really knows and has Mm -hmm. such a big profile for people that even aren't familiar with cryptocurrency. They've still heard of Bitcoin. Why do you think that's the only one that's really big and really famous? Because cryptocurrency is very, very small. Like Mm. It it might be all over the news and stuff, but if you think about it, uh, cryptocurrency was only invented with Bitcoin, which is the first cryptocurrency ever in 2009. And... um, 
since then, people are like, oh, crypto is big and stuff. But, you know, crypto, the whole, every single coin in the market is worth less than gold. Gold has a higher market cap than every coin combined. So if you think about crypto is still really small and all these people, all these, you know, seasoned investors, they're like, okay, they're getting into the idea of crypto. So that, but they only look at the biggest one, Bitcoin. And Bitcoin has like a long history. It's the first coin. But then lo- long, later down the line, five, 10 years, they'll, you'll start seeing investors looking at the second coin, the third coin, the fourth coin. Yeah. Like most hedge funds, they invest only into Bitcoin because they're still scared of crypto because it's quite volatile. It's new tech. They don't really know much about it. But then uh, there's already some funds which are looking towards Ethereum, which is the second biggest coin. But, you know, how uh, later down the line, we'll see more people understanding about, they'll be, okay, Bitcoin. And then later on, they'll be, okay, Ethereum. And then we'll see more people understanding about the general crypto space at five, 10 years time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. And the remarkable thing about Bitcoin is I think a few years ago when it became really famous and was in the news quite a lot, a lot of experts were saying, don't invest in this because Mm -hmm. it's going to plummet very soon and you're going to lose all your money. And actually, I think it's probably still growing now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the the Bitcoin is so small, it has something called cycles where it goes up and then it has a recession for maybe one, two years, then it goes up again a lot. Um, But the thing was, every time, uh, Bitcoin went up in price. There was like some event that caused it to crash, and then whenever it crashed, you had all these investing enthusiasts saying, "Oh, I told you so! It's a scam! It's a fake internet money!" Yeah. Uh, terms like these, and then two years later, it goes back up a thousand percent. 
And then you have all these people saying, oh, I should have invested. Why didn't I invest? And then it goes back down again. They're all saying, oh, I knew it. It was a scam. And then now we're seeing for the first time ever where Bitcoin's actually holding its price. It's sustaining its price history. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship. Yeah. And the times when it's recessed, is that kind of stuff that would happen to real, in inverted commas, currencies anyway, like during mm. COVID and the financial crash? So the smaller the currency, the more uh, affected it is by events. Mm. So because Bitcoin is way smaller compared to any other global currency uh, with first world countries, um, if an event happens like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, a country bans Bitcoin, it would go down maybe 10, 15 percent. With uh, big currencies like these, they go down. But the the big misconception is they don't go down at all, but Mm. they do go down. With the COVID situation, we saw all the currencies absolutely collapse. You saw the S&P 500 stocks were the, the 500 biggest companies in america they went down like 10 percent. it was a huge thing so yeah uh real currencies and cryptocurrencies are both subject to crashing yeah absolutely now as a 16 year old entrepreneur do you ever find it hard for maybe people to take you seriously if you're trying to sell them something oh yeah definitely um i i had a whole thing about this but yeah uh, Mm. i was also in the e-commerce space beforehand and then i I had to talk about this you know saying um when i used to sell products if anyone ever found out you were not an adult, they would uh, there was like a thirty over thirty percent chance less than they would buy your product because mm. they don't take you seriously. They're like, oh, it's, it's the store is owned by kids. Yeah. I don't know about that. But the thing is, if you if they, you just don't put your face on the website, it looks as legitimate as any other uh, web- website created by someone over the age of eighteen. Yeah. That's why it is re- harder to conceal your. Uh, it's easier to conceal your identity than show yourself when you're creating stores. With mm. cryptocurrency, I found that different because like I've publicized. That this is my coin. I'm on the team, and uh, I haven't really. I mean, I, it's my first cryptocurrency. Maybe if I make an anonymous coin in the future, we'll see. But um, so far, it's looking good. I mean, people don't really care that I'm uh, that I'm under uh, the age of 18. They don't care I'm a teenager. Mm. It seems to be going well. But I'll have to, um, you know, analyze that in the future. Yeah, and I suppose cryptocurrency is maybe an industry where somebody who is under 18 would actually give you a better value for money than somebody who's 18 and doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, definitely. Because the thing is, you have all these uh, seasoned investors like Warren Buffett, who they've made their money, they've made a lot of money, they're successful investors, but they've made them from the past money with big startups like Coca-Cola and Pepsi when they were growing back in the day. And right now, you know, they're criticizing Bitcoin and stuff. The thing is, it's like they're calling it its value is derived from nothing. But if you think about it, everything's value is derived from nothing. You know, mm. value is derived by what we perceive, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's how it is. And the, when you think about cryptocurrencies, even younger than me, like oh, Bitcoin yeah. is invented in 2009. I was born in 2005. So younger people generally have a much better understanding of crypto because we were grown up and we saw it being developed, while older people, they're like... Um, oh, this is just another little phase that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've recently done a TED Talk as well, all about yourself, really, and working on this cryptocurrency. Was it quite exciting to do a TED Talk, or were you maybe a bit nervous, or a bit of both, really? It was amazing, but mm. yeah, um, just just before the TED Talk, and when in the preparation room, 
uh, had like some water. And then I saw the, the person in front of me doing their speech. And I had the closing mm-hmm. speech. And then when they announced my name, I was about to walk on stage. I was like, oh, no, this is so nervous. Yeah. And then when I walked on, but then when I started talking, I was like, you know what? This is not so bad. Mm. And then towards the end, I'm like, oh, I, that was so fun. But I'm also glad it's over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's probably the same reaction people have maybe the first time they go on a roller coaster as well. That was so fun, but I'm glad it's over. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And people laughed at your jokes as well, which must have put you at ease a bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. When when, pe- when you see people are entertained by your talk, it's yeah. uh, it's much better because you just have a room of silent people. You don't mm. know because, like, it's a dark room. You can't really read their facial expressions. You can be like, oh, they either love it and they're focused or they hate it and they, they find it boring. But then when mm. they laugh, you can that's one thing that you can justify. Oh, they, they love it. They find it funny, etc. Yeah. Which, yeah, that, that was uh, very, um you know, good to hear. Yeah, and as long as they're laughing with you and not at you then that's all that <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> and did you write your own jokes as well oh yeah yeah so basically uh before the talk you know i mm. wrote my my my, so my own script and then uh but the thing is when i walked on stage like I, I memorized everything but then when i walked on stage most of my memory vanished so i improvised quite a lot of it oh, also wow. yeah i guess that happens and how easy is it yeah. to actually apply to present a ted talk because i did a quick search a few minutes ago and i couldn't find out how you would actually go about wanting to do a talk so you so basically a tedx talks are like independently organized by like charitable uh organizations so you mm. if you would have like a local ted council or like someone in your city that would organize these TED Talks and you, you could find them, you could contact them. Uh, for me, they contacted me because I had a friend of mine that was doing a TED Talk. They knew about me and they were like, oh yeah, he's a friend of mine. Then they met, they emailed me and they're like, would you like to participate? I'm like, oh yeah, I would love to. But uh, if you would like to get involved in a TED Talk, uh, you could try applying with them. Most of the time, there's only around 10 speakers every year, so it's hard to get a place. Mm. But uh, if you ask them, then you you, ha- you might have a chance. But yeah, it's, it'll be your local TEDx uh, organizers. Yeah, that is pretty hard. And do they try and book more than 10 people? Because imagine if somebody didn't show up, that'd be a bit embarrassing for them, right? I'm not really sure, but possibly. I think mm. they would definitely have people that could just get a last moment because I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they have a large waiting list. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where can we check out your cryptocurrency and also find the TED Talk if we want to rewatch it? Uh, the TED Talk would be on YouTube. You just yeah. search uh, the challenges of young entrepreneurship. Yeah, it would come up for, uh, right away. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And uh, with my cryptocurrency, if you just search a Y coin on Google, or if you're familiar with crypto, if you search on CoinGecko, uh, then it'll pop up. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on the show today. It's been great to chat to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
Toby Gribben Show.